Hello, hello. You are tuned in to a brand spanking new episode of TIEPOD. And I am pretty excited about today because it is another one of those episodes where I'm going to come at you real quick, very to the point around a topic that quite frankly, is not talked about enough in the entrepreneur community, okay? So I know we've done episodes on it before, but that's how critical this is. We're talking about onboarding again, my friend. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with the conversations around onboarding in the online space, but to give you a little hint, they pretty much don't exist, right? And so I thought it could be really, really valuable because let me take a step back. The conversations that do exist are filled with myths and misinformation, and it's just something that really irks my nerves. So today, I thought I would be a little bit snarky, a little bit sassy, but also very value-driven and share the top five myths about onboarding that I, quite frankly, just wish that they would disappear off of the face of the earth, okay? So if you are ready, just go ahead, get comfortable. I've got my water and my beverage. Let's just dive right in, okay? Hello, my friend. It's Tiana Tai, Team Dynamics Consultant and Trained Industrial Organizational Psychologist, helping you to become a better leader than your last boss. And right now, you are tuning in to the go-to podcast for entrepreneurs building and leading teams hiring, onboarding, management, or maybe you just want some general advice about building your business. Well, let me assure you, you are in the right place. So go ahead, crack open a fresh notebook because you are listening to TIEPOD. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TIEPOD would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, Hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. So myth number one, if a myth could just make me have a heart attack, this would be the one because it is so untrue and it sets you as the hirer, the CEO, up for such a high level of disappointment and it sets your new hire up for failure. And this myth is that you can onboard a new hire in one day, or even a week. That could not be further from the truth, my friend. Not at all. I don't know if you ever heard, um, who was it? Malcolm Gladwell with the, it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at anything. That's great. That's fine. And I want to use that kind of as an anchor to really challenge your thinking around how long it should take somebody to onboard successfully into your company. So imagine for a moment you did hire a bona fide expert, whether they're an expert at social media, content creation, uh, Facebook ads, uh, community nurturing, I don't care, whatever you hired for, imagine they are a bona fide expert in that thing. So that would mean they have already dedicated all of those thousands of hours 
to learning how to do the thing well. So in an ideal world, they should just be able to get hired and day two, they're rocking and rolling, you know, bringing in new business, helping the bottom line of your company. Not quite, okay? That's not quite reality. So I wonder if you knew this. Tell me the truth. Did you know that on average, it takes a new hire, even one with bona fide expertise in whatever you hired them for, about three months or 90 days to be fully onboarded into a company. You ever hear that one? Because nine times out of 10, when I say that, people are giving me the side eye and they're like, you're telling me that my world is on fire and I need help right now. But when I hire this person, they're not going to be fully onboarded until 90 days in. Uh, my friend, that's exactly what I'm telling you. Now, that does not mean that they can't be productive. That does not mean that they're not contributing to your company. But what that means is when it comes to getting comfortable in their role, understanding the nuances of their role, starting to contribute unique ideas and perspectives as human beings who are not just some automatons who can automatically grasp all of the nuances of the business, it takes us some time to really get our feet wet, you know, really get comfortable with the temperature of the water, feel out the company, feel out their new team members, feel out you as a leader. And at that 90 day mark, that's typically when things start to kick into high gear. So you'll know like from my own clients, from just anybody who understands best practices, they will say, no, 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 we're going to do a 90 day onboarding process. We're going to be training and talking and having feedback conversations consistently over the course of 90 days to make sure that your foundation is solid before we really start to expect like this level of greatness, okay? So that myth, myth number one is that onboarding only takes a day, even an eight hour day packed of all the trainings you could possibly think of or a week. It's just not true. And it's not realistic. It's not fair to you because you're setting yourself up for disappointment. And it's not fair to your new hire because literally the average is three months. Okay. So let's not give people the side eye when it takes them longer than a week to start to catch on to the nuances of our businesses. All right. Okay, let's go into myth number two. This, I like this one. Okay, myth number two, I would say, is that you have to plan this entire like 90 day onboarding process yourself. Absolutely not. Now, obvious self plug, I ain't sorry, is that my company could support you in planning that onboarding process. But even beyond that, I often still, with the clients that I consult with, we are encouraging them to reach out to the new hire themselves. So whoever that dream hire, whoever that candidate is that you've chosen, we want to reach out to them and we want to reach out to any existing team members you already have, right? So let's start with uh, the new hire themselves. Especially if they're an expert, they should be coming in with a perspective on what they need to learn and in what order they need to learn it, right? So let's go with the example of a content creator. Maybe they know that they need to get well-versed in uh, your voice and your brand guidelines, right? And they're just like, okay, if I'm going to be able to do my job effectively, this is some of the information that I need sooner rather than later. That's the type of perspective that we want to be pulling out of our new hires, right? We don't have to come up with what exactly all of these trainings should look like when they have a perspective on what they need. So super simple, ask them. Ask them to come up with a list of 
what sorts of information, what sort of trainings and whatnot that they're going to need to be able to do their job effectively, and then work together to parse out when in their training that needs to happen. Is this a day one situation, a week one situation, or a month two situation? You know what I mean? And then in the same theme, talking to your current team members, I said that word weird, current, your current team members about their previous onboarding experiences, this one can feel a little bit vulnerable because let's not tell lies, most of us have not onboarded well in the past, at least once or twice, but we want to ask them about their experiences, what went well, what didn't, and also their their perspective, excuse me on what the role needs. Because again, as a team member, you as a CEO, you definitely have a perspective on what this new hire needs to be able to do and what they need to know about. But your team members from their own zones of genius and their own expertise may say, hey, it would actually be really beneficial for the new hire and myself to sit down on a one-on-one so I can walk them through X, Y, and Z. So that's why we really want to involve our team Their unique perspectives from their own seats in your company are so valuable. So just don't take that for granted, okay? All right, so I broke down myth number two, which is you don't have to do this alone. You can get support and you can get input from your team members and the new hire themselves. Let's think about what I want to say for myth number three. I would probably say, oh, this is a goodie. I would probably say myth number three is that once you've covered all of the technical aspects of, you know, figuring out how the systems work and training them on how to, how you manage, uh, pro- excuse me, how you manage projects in ClickUp, right? Uh, all of that technical stuff, once that's done with, the myth is, Onboarding is great because now they know all of the functional technical bits of how to do their job. No, ma'am. That is so crucial. Like understanding our systems and our processes and our workflows is absolutely fundamental to the onboarding process, but we cannot stop there. There's so much more to what it means to join your company. And I don't know if you already can tell what I'm getting at here, but I'm getting at your company culture. Okay. So during this portion of onboarding, and I actually personally, I like to like sprinkle this throughout. I like the whole onboarding process to be a really good flow of many different topics, but I want you to think about how you're going to embed company culture into your onboarding process. Really simple example. At what point do we talk about mission, vision, core values? right? At what point do we just have dedicated time for the new team member to get to know the other team members on the team? Hmm? At what point do we introduce people to our freelancers who aren't technically members of the team, but we collaborate with them on a quarterly basis. So this would be a really good relationship to help build so that you are not the one who has to manage that relationship anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like these are some of the more cultural, like softer elements of onboarding that we really, really need to focus on. And little hot tip for you, I definitely recommend those, uh, I guess I would consider them like more traditional elements of culture, mission, vision, core values. That's at the front end, my friend. Like that's day one, right? 
And if you've been trained by me, you already covered some of those things throughout the hiring process. So day one, we're just reiterating and making sure we can apply it specifically to their role and what their expectations are going to look like over the next 90 days as they get onboarded and whatnot. So I will jump off my soapbox and we'll go into myth number four. So I would say something that I hear all the time that is not right this one. Okay. It's the fact that a lot of people, and this is not correct. This is a myth. They think that to onboard fully virtually is impossible. First of all, it's 2021. Ain't nothing on the internet impossible these days. You know what I'm saying? But onboarding virtually is not in the slightest impossible. It's very, very possible. And in my opinion, it's quite efficient. You know what I mean? I think if you plan out the full onboarding process and you're really, really intentional about the way you design it and what trainings are included and you know, when do they need to have this one-on-one meeting or that one-on-one meeting or this feedback call? Are they doing daily check-ins with us? Like all of those little nuanced things, they can still happen virtually. So I want to just go ahead and make life really easy for the both of us. If you want specific tips on how to handle virtual onboarding, I have a full episode that breaks that down. It is episode 44 of this podcast of Typepod. So go to episode 44. It's all about uh, handling a fully virtual onboarding session, not session, 90 days process. That's the word, not session, a fully virtual onboarding process. Okay. So it's going to break down a lot of those nuances and help you just make sure that anything that you may have done in person definitely translates. Now, just for fun, I'll throw it in there because different parts of the world, you know, we, we've got international listeners, so different parts of the world uh, are definitely open because they have handled things extremely well in their countries. So I will say, if you can swing in-person onboarding, y'all, the benefits are astronomical, okay? Now, I don't think I said this in the beginning, but All of these things, you know, busting all of these myths and making sure we're not believing these things and consequently engaging in these naughty behaviors, it all culminates into having the opposite, an amazing onboarding process. And when we have an amazing onboarding process, it improves your new hire's productivity by, I think the research said, upwards of 70%. And I think that's kind of counterintuitive for a lot of us because we feel like, okay, I made this hire. I'm a little bit wary about the whole money and uh, I'm trying to shift my mindset and think about this as an investment instead of an expense, right? But we still tend to get a little bit caught up in, I need to get them to be able to do their job as quickly as possible, right? And there's validity to that. But at the same time, if we can slow down so that we can speed up. If we can slow down the onboarding process, stop pretending myth number one that it's only going to take a day or a week and actually give it, you know, the fully fleshed intention and attention that it needs for the 90 days, we can improve the new hire's performance by 70% really, really quickly. And again, it seems kind of counterintuitive because we just want to go, go, go. But if you do this on the front end, I guarantee you it will save you so much headache on the back end. Okay, so just putting that out there. But back to what I was saying, I went on a whole on tangent. Uh, Virtual onboarding, totally possible. But if you can swing in person, in person, everything, especially when we are, you know, bringing someone new into our company and onto our team, 
it does wonders for the personal connection, the communication, and the foundations of trust building. At the end of the day, we're all humans. And I've learned personally how to connect with other humans digitally, and I'm really, really good at it, and I'm sure you are too. But you and I both know that if we were able to sit down and have a cup of coffee, our relationship would be that much stronger, right? So if you can prioritize meeting in person during these early days of your new hire's experience, super bonus points to you. Okay, last but not least, let's bust myth number five. And I would say myth number five, it's kind of connected to what I just talked about, which tells you how important it is. But myth number five is that if we fully automate this onboarding process and we do the digital onboarding and we've got it in the project management systems and we automate it as much as possible, that frees us up from needing to do any one-on-one connection. No, could not be further from the truth. And you see how that connects with what I was just talking about with the whole in-person situation. Even if it's not in person, that one-on-one connection could not be more crucial than in the beginning of your new hire's experience with your company. Like this is setting the tone for what these relationships will look like, you know, on and into the future. So we've really got to do our due diligence and prioritize connecting with the new hires. A really simple way that I like to encourage this, and it's like two birds with one stone because giving feedback, I didn't talk about it today, but that's a really big part of onboarding successfully. So one of the things I often recommend my clients do is have your new hire uh, touch base with you on a daily basis. And that feels like a lot to a lot of people, but we can make it super simple. Have them shoot you a Slack, um, a voice memo, an email, whatever you prefer, and just say like, hey, this is what I accomplished. I have questions about this. Or, hey, this is what I accomplished. I have no questions. It was a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. Super simple. Shouldn't be more than two, two sentences, maybe three. You know what I mean? But have them send you those sorts of messages One, just so you kind of have awareness of what's going on. You're also building a muscle of they come to you with updates rather than you always having to chase them. But also because at least on a weekly basis, please hear me when I say this, with a new hire, you should be talking multiple times a week. That is my professional opinion. And that is what the research shows is most effective to getting them to become high performing really, really quickly. But at least once a week, dedicated conversation just for them. Make it happen. Put it in your schedule. That needs to happen every single week for the first 90 days, period. Honestly, team meetings still should be happening every week, pretty much forever or every other week, um, depending on your company. But we're talking one-on-one meetings, okay? So this is in addition to whatever team meetings you have them participating on, make sure you're connecting with these new hires one-on-one because we are building a new relationship here. Alrighty? This is that human element that I'm always talking about. And I'm telling you, I've been brought into some teams that did not have the human element, the foundation of trust. They had all the systems, they have all the structure, they have all the processes and workflows, but the trust and the communication and the deep, meaningful relationships did not exist. And it degrades the quality of work within the team. Relationships matter, okay? So you can listen to me for free right now, or you can pay me thousands and thousands of dollars to come in and help you fix your team later. I'm just gonna put that out there, alrighty? 
So we have made it through. Those are the five myths about onboarding that I just needed to get it off my chest and just warn you because it is absolutely the furthest thing from the truth. So just to recap real quick, myth number one is that onboarding happens in a day or even a week. Nuh-uh, it takes on average 90 days. Myth number two is that you have to plan the whole onboarding experience by yourself. Not at all. Get the help of a professional and get the input of your team members or your new hire themselves, okay? And myth number three, that was around um, onboarding is done after you handle all of the technical trainings on like the systems and whatnot. No, no, no. We've got to make sure to incorporate and prioritize some culture in that onboarding process, excuse me. And uh, myth number four is all about the fact that virtual onboarding is impossible. Um, What year is it? It's not impossible at all. And quite frankly, it's incredibly efficient if you know how to plan out your project management system or whatever tool you're using to really help facilitate that process. And last but not least, myth number five is everything around once you automate and get that onboarding process digital, you can wash your hands and sit back and not talk to anybody one-on-one. No, we are prioritizing human connection in our businesses because we understand the ROI is unmatched, okay? So I hope you have like a page full of notes. It was super, super valuable to you. Remember, if you want to check out the Typod episode that goes deeper into the nuances of virtual onboarding, be sure to click for episode number 44. It's gonna give you everything you need to know and I will chat with you on the next episode of Typod, my friends.